Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> Just was one of those nights where nothing would fall, whether it be layups, mid-range shot, a three-pointer, or even free throws. I usually don't even miss free throws, so I just knew it. When those free throws weren't going in, it was just, I mean, it's 82 games. You, there's going to be nights like that. But I just i just tried to keep at it and keep shooting the shots that I was getting, and, and it opened up a little bit for me, but it was not enough. The Celtics fall to the Detroit Pistons 99-94 to after, after leading most of the game and then a big collapse at the end. We're going to talk loss. about it and talk about what's going on in the locker room on this episode of The Garden Report, powered by Grandstand on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Welcome to the show. I'm Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Jimmy Toscano and Sam Packard. We're going to go right into this one. The Celtics were leading and controlling. (laughs) Was it a bad loss? It was a loss. Was it bad, though? It was a good loss. So, uh, good losses aside... This was this one was pretty bad. So they were in control of most of this game during the first half. Where we were kind of slept a little bit in the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, so they go to Hackadrum and or uh, Hackadre as we're calling it now Hack-a-Dre. again, and it works. He misses two free throws. He gets taken out of the game, and then Detroit went off. KCP was huge. Reggie Jackson was huge. Jimmy, what happened there? They hit big shots. Detroit. I think it was a combination of the Celtics, as we've seen them do to. As you didn't do two actually bad teams this year, they take their foot off the gas. The Pistons are not a bad team. You cannot take your foot off the gas against the Pistons. They're, they are arguably just as good as the Celtics, if not better. And we saw a couple of big, big shots tonight between Reggie Jackson, Stanley Johnson. And yes, they took Drummond out of the game, so what did they do? They went to their scores. They went to those guys and they said, hey, if you're not gonna, if, we're not going to let you guys just hack Drummond because we've seen this play out before. We know this guy can hit you know, three, three, three free throws out of ten. So put the ball in the hands of a guy like Jackson. He hit some huge shots down the stretch, and it was just a combination of those things. I think the other side of that is the Celtics shot terribly. Like, pretty much they always do. They're not a great shooting team. No. They came out in the first quarter. I think they were shot around 60%, and then in the final three quarters it was 29%. They don't have half-court offense, and Isaiah Thomas was pretty dreadful tonight until that stretch where he scored 12 straight points in the fourth quarter. If that didn't happen, they would have been blown out. They just don't have an answer other than him, and it's something we've talked about all season. You know, Isaiah Thomas had an injured finger tonight, which I guess was affecting him, but he actually had the worst shooting performance of his entire career going up until, like, the last five minutes of game. One for, what, 16 one one for, for 15? It was one for 15, and then he – but on that same play, he got a rebound, had a layup. layup yeah. But, like, a two for 16, he had just passed that mark of worst performance of his career. And then he hit four in a row after that, and that's what brought them back into he the game. He hit four in a row, but then he missed a couple of huge free throws. Huge free throws. So, it wasn't so did really- Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, who like drew a free throw just for being Marcus Smart, I guess. That was uh, a flop. That was a hilarious, and he got called for a foul on the other end, and it was uh, good karma, but that was a flop, and it was kind of great. Well, ball don't lie, because he missed a free throw. Anyways. There you go. The other uh, thing to mention is the bench was terrible tonight. Uh, even though Isaiah Thomas struggled early, he had 10 assists, and every other starter was in double figures, but the bench only came up with 13 points tonight, and you found, saw it in the start of the second quarter and the start of the fourth quarter. 
they just couldn't do anything on the offensive end of the floor, especially when Marcus Smart was the lead facilitator. He can't just, I don't know if he's hurt, but he just hasn't been able to attack the basket the same way you saw he did uh, earlier in the year. Yeah, I think he touched upon it before, just saying how they just don't have enough offense. There's not enough guys in the team that can score. If Isaiah Thomas is having an off night, which shooters do have, they can't have, they can't just be shooting, you know, 50% from the field every game. There's nobody to sort of pick up the slack. You know what I mean? Marcus Smart had a dreadful night from the field. Uh, he doesn't look right yet from no, coming back from that injury. Um, Evan Turner is a hit or miss guy, you know, in every sense of the word. I, I still love Evan Turner in the game. I still like what he brings you on offense because he brings you what Isaiah brings you, but he's just bigger, so he can do a little bit more in certain situations. But there's, you know, with Avery Bradley missing, there's re- they really they're they're really lacking on the offensive side, isn't it? And it came back to bite them in the fourth quarter because they don't have a Reggie Jackson type guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this was addressed in the locker room after the game. So, we're going to get to that in part two. Before we go, we've got to talk about two things here. First off, Comcast Sports at New England, who you happen to work for as well, is doing a Celtics 86 series. I think it's a 14-part series covering looking back at the 1986 team. We all remember that team, right? No, yeah. I remember, I was alive and kicking back then at negative four years we were old. All there, yeah. 80s, but, man, no, but time. if you're a Celtics <laughs> fan and you haven't really caught up on all the all the incredible mm-hmm. tape from that incredible season, you got to watch this. It's, it's pretty awesome. You can't just t- trust your dad and your mom. Like they, yeah. they, they embellish. Your dad was a little more biased than yeah. you realize. Probably. And he was drunk off his ass. Yeah, yeah that's game. right. So definitely, it was the, the mid '80s. We all were. <laughs> Anything went back then. Okay, so let's go to Grandstand. So Grandstand sports highlights from fans in the stands on the new sports app Grandstand. You can share your own Celtics highlights and watch other fans' videos straight from the crowd. So download Grandstand mm-hmm. on the App Store or at Grandstand.me. Let's go to that play. Um, I'm not going to blame just one thing, but I mean, we still don't really have a rotation, like, I mean, a set rotation. Not, not to blame coach or anything. I mean, I mean I, that might be one of the reasons, but we can't keep blaming that. I mean, the next guy up got to be ready, whether you're playing 20 minutes or, or two minutes. Uh, that can't keep being an excuse. So I don't know the, the reason. I, I, I want to find out the reason so we can fix it. And, Stop having these type of games. What changes would you like to see from the rotation? Uh, I don't know. I mean, a set one. I think guys know when they're going in or coming out. I mean, for the most part, I know my minutes. But I mean, it's hard for some guys. But as a professional, you gotta gotta be ready. You can't put that on coach. Welcome back to the show for part two, the David Lee Lottery edition here. Uh, but first, let's talk about Isaiah Thomas with this really, I mean, they were really strong comments after the game, but they were pretty notable. The fact that he was openly addressing the fact that the Celtics' lack of a consistent rotation is hurting a lot of guys. It's something that we've kind of debated a lot earlier in the season, and that debate has really died down. But it's starting to open back up now where Stevens has really, really experimented with mixing things up with, as far as the big rotations are concerned. It used to be more matchup dependent. I think right now it's really more of just trying to figure out what the hell's going to stick to the wall. Me? Jimmy. Should I go? Okay. Um, it's not the first time we've heard about the rotations being a problem. Mm. I know Jay Crowder openly said something about it earlier in the season. So when I hear Crowder say something about it and now I hear Thomas say something about it, I mean, those are your two 
you know, guys, those are two of your more leaders on the team. I think Crowder's one of the leaders on the team, even though he's only been here for a year. Same with Thomas. I mean, these guys are two of the newest players on the team, but I still think that players look up to them in a certain way. They might be speaking for the team in that sense. Now, obviously, a guy like Thomas, his role is pretty determined. He's, he's not really speaking for himself. I think he's talking about some of the other guys that are maybe in and out of the, you know, I guess towards the end of the rotation, maybe a guy like Olenek or Selinger or, you know, whoever it may be. Guys whose minutes are fluctuating. I can see where that can be an issue. But I don't think that's the issue in this game. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, we talked about it in the last video, struggled all game from the field. These guys couldn't hit shots tonight. You can't tell me that it's because, oh, they didn't come in at the time they thought they were going to come in, or they didn't play as many minutes as they should, or they're not warmed up the same way. The problem was they just couldn't hit shots tonight. They got outmanned in the fourth quarter, and that's why. And you know what? When you're a team like the Celtics, and you are pretty even across the board in terms of talent, you are going to get a lot of mixing and matching. Brad Stevens should coach that way until guys prove that, yeah, I am good enough to remain in this role. And I, if I want to be a starter, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to play 25 minutes or 32 minutes a game. Until then, you're going to have to deal with the, the fluctuation in the, in the rotation. It's kind of odd that he brought it up tonight because I feel like the past two games, Coach Stevens has really used, a, which has been a nine-man rotation. He's kind of shortened the bench, and it's been more consistent of late. So it was kind of odd for him to bring it up tonight and it just didn't really seem to make sense what really was the reason for this loss and it's something Stevens mentioned it's something Crowder and Amir Johnson talked about is they just kind of lost the intensity in the fourth quarter and that's something that's been a kind of a common theme throughout most of their losses especially at home so I thought it was kind of odd to blame the rotation and Isaiah Thomas immediately once he said it it's like we can't put that on coach like players have to be professional yeah. and kind of backtracked immediately and it's I don't know what the situation is. I don't even know exactly who he's talking about other than David Lee because if you look at the bench right here, it kind of makes sense with the, the minutes they're getting. I don't see whose performance would improve with a more consistent role. I think I think he was asked, like, what what ideas do you have to improve the team? I was, mm -hmm. It, wasn't it was like a leading was... question. It was you, Jay King, and I blame you. You led the witness. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you, you asked a question right before that. They kind of, I think, set the tone for it, too. So yeah, you're, you're partially to, to blame for this situation. No, I don't even think yeah, Jay King. I really don't even think it's a situation. I just think it's just, you know, he's trying, he's throwing some, he's trying to throw ideas out there what maybe could be the issue. And maybe that even says more about, about the real issue at hand is that these guys don't really know what the issue is. That's what I was thinking is that I feel like Stevens a lot post game when the team has a bad performance, especially shooting, will blame effort or ball movement. And it seems like he can kind of point to that every night because he can't come out and say, we don't have enough talent. Right. And it, it seems like it's just kind of an excuse that Brad uses because he's not going to sell out his players in the media. But at the end of the day, these guys just can't make the shots they need to compete in the Eastern Conference every single night. I agree. I agree. I think, I think it has more to do with talent than at times, I mean, at times, definitely it's effort because you've seen these guys compete with Golden State. So right there you can say, okay, well, if these guys can bring it against the best team in the league, they should be able to bring it against Brooklyn or against or whoever it may be. So I think it does have to do with it does have to do with effort, but there are nights like tonight where you're just not hitting shots because you don't have the guys that can hit them. Okay, well, there's one guy where I think his effort's pretty fine, but it just seems like he just doesn't really quite have it like he used to, and it's not going to be good enough, is David Lee. He was asked after the game whether or not he wants to be traded. And while he didn't say he wants to be traded, he kind of made it sound like he's open to the idea of being traded if it's somewhere that he'll actually get playing time. And he thought that Boston was a place where he could get that playing time. And, I mean, they put him in the starting lineup at the beginning of the year. I think he got his opportunity, but he just hasn't been – he doesn't look healthy, and I don't know if it's because he's hurt or because he just hasn't really recovered from being injured. But he just not – he clearly isn't the guy he was two years anymore. Yeah, and uh, you think you nailed it. He's not, he's not sitting there, like, demanding – 
for demanding a trade. He's he just like any other player, especially a guy in his contract year. He wants to play, and yeah, he doesn't look he doesn't really look like a great fit for what these guys are trying to do at times. He doesn't do he's not doing anything particularly well. He's a guy that you're gonna look for offensively, and if he's not hitting those those you know inside the three point line shots, if he's if he's not being able to facilitate the offense, then. He's really useless to what you need, and I think that's what Brad Stevens is kind of dealing with right now. And he's Brad Stevens is still trying to see what works, and and he did say after the game that either Zeller or Lee would play tomorrow in Chicago because they need more size. So if Lee has another DMP tomorrow, then maybe the frustration really starts to set in, and we he, maybe he does become a little bit more vocal, whether it's his agent or whoever it may be. You know, get me on a team that I can at least get in towards the end of the rotation and not completely out of it. If you were David Lee, would you want to go to Philadelphia, Philadelphia. 76ers? I, probably not, I but they've won like oh. three straight games. They're they're on the uptick. <laughs> they're, I mean, the process is starting to be trusted all at least yeah. 28 minutes a game for them. I don't think them. they want it. I don't think they'd want it, but... There's got to be there's got to be teams out there. That well, Philly has yeah. to make a move to get over the salary floor Can we still, get I think, right? Well, like, what if it's a beat or something like that? You know, if they could put together a package with Lee as a salary guy, then you never uh, know, that could be it. They wouldn't do that. Embiid's no. it means, it means not a salary dump. But I mean, they're going to get a salary dump. They have to get rid of one of those big guys, so it, it would I make think they sense. At least see, yeah. I think they'd want to see what they can get out of it. I think the Twitter universe would explode if David Lee somehow ended up on the 76ers, and I'm looking forward yeah. to that moment. And it starts dropping like 18 and 10 every single game. That'd be fun, right? But you know, I mean, but in a serious note, it, it is becoming. You know, there are, there aren't really any issues. You know, behind the scenes with the Celtics, so that seems to be the leading candidate to be the first. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's that, a veteran and is more willing to be a little bit more vocal about it in the locker room. He's kind of made snide remarks when reporters are. Uh, kind of in the scrum talking to everyone else on the team. You've kind of heard the chirps from David Lee this year. And I just think that he's a vet and is just more willing to put himself out there like that because he's been around. But ultimately, I don't think it's going to be a big issue for this team moving forward. Well, he knows he has to speak up for himself in the situation because he doesn't have the luxury of time on the side anymore. Do you think he will be on the team after the trade deadline? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> two different ways to say that. Let's wrap it up here. So, you know, David Lee has his $100 worth of lottery tickets that he's waiting on the Powerball numbers tonight. So, so it could I. be a very rich man. You know, it's not like he's already making $15 million a year, right? Yeah, he needs it. All right, that's going to do it for the show. This has been the Garden Report powered by Grandstand. For Sam and Jimmy, I'm Jared. Catch you on the flip side. One quick note. Kyle George, the man that's been behind the camera for a few uh, years now, is doing his yeah, last he game. He just caught that piece of paper that behind the back almost. That was pretty sweet. There it is. So we love Kyle. Dab Kyle, on thank him. you for everything. He's his last game forever, hopefully. No, Dab he'll be back at some point, but he won't be back for a few months now. So uh, leave a comment on here telling Kyle how amazing he is. You'll still we find Kyle you, putting uh, the t- pretty much the top gif on r slash NBA pretty much every single night while he's out in L.A. So Kyle, that's thanks right. for everything. This has been the Garden Report. Good night. Thanks, Kyle. It's hard when like inconsistent minutes give you inconsistent plays, so I think that's tough for them. But I mean, if I was in that position, I would try to figure it out and just do the best I possibly could. And I think it's a mental thing more than anything because you got to keep your mind right and, and stay ready. And I mean, it's been 37 games, and, and if this is how coach is going to coach, you got to be ready for it. And you, and you can't put it on him. As players, we we go out there and play. We gotta we gotta do our job. <laughs> Brad, I, Isaiah obviously got it going in the fourth quarter, but not 
he didn't get a lot of help. Was that a matter you wanted to write a hot hand, or did you wish other guys got involved? Um, I mean, we, we, we tried to draw up actions for other guys out of the out-of-bounds action. They covered one of them well on a baseline out-of-bounds. Marcus Smart had the shot at the rim on the other out-of-bounds. And, um, you know, so we were going to, to different people depending on the situation and depending on how we thought they would guard Isaiah. But our best offense at the end was Isaiah driving the ball and playing off screening actions and driving the ball. Um, you know, he had the one where he drove it and laid it in to take, uh, I don't know if we took a one-point lead at that time or not. Um, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we, didn't, we didn't maintain good play. And you have to maintain good play for 48 minutes to win a game. And these guys are, have done this a lot this year. Detroit's come back from a lot of games where they've been down. And, you know, when they get the lead, it's very difficult to play against them because Jackson's so good off the high pick and you have to pay so much attention to him. Um, and we did, and then we, you know, either didn't rebound or other guys made shots or whatever the case may be. Brad, is this home issue getting a little crazy? I mean, do you guys let up some or is it just fluky? I don't know. It's a great question. I know this, we haven't been very good the last, you know, or we guarded okay against Brooklyn. Um, they made tough shots. We didn't play great offense in in that game. Um, you know, I don't know what the answer to that is, Steve. I mean, last week we were going into last week, we were nine and seven at home. So I don't know that it's, it might just be this week we've not played as well as we need to. And um, that said, Detroit is a good basketball team. Um, and they, you know, they made us pay for that. After such a such a hot first quarter, obviously it was a pretty big struggle. After that, is that just a matter of missing shots, or did they do change things defensively? To make well, we missed some shots you? that you you hope to make. We missed some foul shots that you hope to make. But at the end of the day, the game was changed based on their physicality in the second half. Every it seemed like every physical play went their way, especially in the fourth quarter. They were great on the boards. They were physical in their drives. Their bodies hit our bodies. We fell back. It wasn't a um, I didn't think it was that hard to really see that one team was clearly outmanning the other um, at that time. And it's a tough time to be outmanned. Brad, I know, um, you know Avery's absence perhaps has something to do with this, but just another tough night for the, just the bench unit offensively. Is it tough for you, again, just, just trying to stagger again, having a lot of the offensive weapons kind of in the starting lineup now, just kind of balancing that out between the starters and the, the bench now? I mean, Sully's been a really good offensive player for his career. So, um, you know, I, I think that obviously you've got RJ. Jonas has made shots for us in the past. You know, so you've got, you know, Smart really struggled. And, and James Young, you know, didn't get as many opportunities but had two reasonable looks. Um, you know, we're going to have to pick pick up where guys aren't there, you know, and, and I think that that's the bottom line. And. You know, uh, they're a hard team to play traditional against because they've always got Tolliver or Eliasova on the floor at the four. And, um, you know, I thought, you know, as far as, like, readiness to play and, um, you know, uh, intensity out of the gate and all that stuff, I thought we were fine. I just thought, I just thought as the game wore on, they became the more physical team. Uh, Brad, 
two straight DMPs for David Lee. Is this just you shortening your rotation? You know, it's something we reassess after every game, Mark. So, um, you know, Tyler had a, has had a few too and uh, got one tonight. Um, you know, one of those two guys will certainly play tomorrow night. Chicago's a lot bigger team. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Brad, uh, Drummond's always given you guys issues on the boards. What, what do you think was the key to containing him tonight, you know, aside from the foul trouble? I didn't think we I thought I thought he turned the game around with his physical play scoring the ball the way he did in the second half kind of got them going and then when he went out they kind of took off um, so I didn't think we did a great job on him um, overall but I thought that we battled that we tried um, but he got it deep a few times and got angles to the rim and those type of things he's a hard guy to do a good job on Brad, um, I guess maybe the last, if you look at the schedule, the last four games, you might have been able to create some space and give yourself some breathing room near 500. Um, with this three-game road trip, what do you, how do you get the guys to kind of motivate? I mean, you guys play better on the road, obviously, this season than home. What do, what do you do for the next week in terms of getting the guys? Motivated? You know, I think the biggest thing, like, and we've, we've said this before, I mean, you've, you've got to be – You've got to be really consistent in your approach. You've got to be very measured and take it one possession at a time, one game at a time. You can't get too caught up in the whole schedule in front of you. Um, and you have to be, to play 82 games really well, you have to be really intrinsically motivated. And so, you know, I, I think that for the most part, we've been a team that has come back and played really hard and, and, and physical and fought and given it everything that we had. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, this has kind of been the story of this team. You know, we do it on the road and then come short at home. Uh, that's, that's how we've been playing. You know, just, just not just this right now. You know, we have to find a way to get it together. You guys let up with them? I have no idea, man. Um, just about the game today, you know, uh, we gave a good fight. You know, the first and second half, third quarter. <laughs> Kind of like we, we died down out, out there a little bit, you know, and uh, gave the game away. You know, and, um, like I said, it's been the story. It's even though we've been a consistent, we got to get the full 40 minutes. So how do you feel like you battled with Andre Drummond out there? Um, I think I did well, you know, the first couple couple quarters. Uh, we got he got in the third, you know, and I uh, started to use my fouls, you know, a little bit just to kind of get him off his game. I think I did a pretty good job. Just should have had a little bit more resistance, you know, as those guys could can get going. Same game. No, it wasn't ankle. I was just like a trip over, but uh, no, no problem. Coach said you guys uh, got out physical in the second half. What can you guys do to improve that moving forward? Uh, like I said, you know, you just got to play a full 48, you know. Uh, the team to, to be teams get a lead and, and sort of relax. And, you know, we can't do that, you know, and uh, it's, it's just starting to, be, to get real tiring. You know, we, uh, we said to ourselves, you know, we, we can't just go out and think we're going to beat every team. You know, we got to play a, a full game, you know, which uh, the coach preaches, uh, we preach to each other. Um, you know, we just got to go out there and do it. You know? so this is definitely on us. When you look at how close the East is right now, do you guys feel like these are some big opportunities that you guys are losing? Yeah, big time. Uh, we definitely recognize you know, where we are. You know, uh, we said to ourselves, you know, 
at least want to try to get all these games, you know, before we go on break. So, uh, you know, it's, it's on us, you know, as a team. We definitely have to give every every team a good match and just, just finish out the game. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't bring it in the second half tonight. We just let up, put our, let our foot off the gas a little bit, and it cost us. You guys get some, can get some good momentum. You've always had good support behind you. Do you guys let up a little bit of you? <coughs> You don't do on the I mean, we came out first half. We gave, we, we, we set the time. We gave it to them. And second half was a totally different basketball team. I don't know what to say about that. Isaiah obviously got out of the roll in the fourth quarter, but he didn't get a lot of help in the fourth. What was going on there? Rhythm was all a lot of whack. They, they were, we were all on our heels, and uh, they were the aggressors, and they cost us. Yeah, it's usually pretty good at holding momentum. When you guys come up and play hard, you usually stick with that pretty well. Yeah, we got to get back to it. I mean, we're going on the road right now. We got to take care of business, but we got to figure it out. I mean, it's, it's definitely a problem right now at home. I don't know what it is, uh, but we got to figure it out. And we got to put this in behind us and get it tomorrow night. How do you guys kind of have chips on your shoulder? Yeah. Does that make you play better on the road? Does it feel like it's a really good road numbers, obviously. Yeah. I just think our focus is much different on the road. I think we're, we're all tuned in to what we need to do. And, we sustain it for the most part the whole entire game, and uh, we let we we, we we've uh, let up a little bit at home, and it cost the games. I don't know how else you want to put it, but we came out and um, let up and played a different way than we do one half, and it cost us. Your personal stats got better every month this season. Why do you think that's the case? Mm, I don't know. I'm just locked in as a player. I'm just I'm in a good groove. The, the losses are really upsetting me, but. Uh, Personally, I'm just taking what the defense gives me. I'm just locked in and trying to get these wins uh, as much as possible. I look at the standards and it scares me how, how, how tight everything is. And I really want to make the playoffs and just want to give my team a chance to, uh, to make the playoffs. So. Do you think you're no longer a surprise that opponents know what to expect from you now? Uh, I think they're, they're focused. They're focusing on me. And, um, that's what happens. You become, um, you become a, a Product in your work, and I put a lot of work into it, and um, that's what I expect. I mean, he came back, they played a great game. That was it. Um, I think there's a chip on, on our shoulders, anything like that. Basketball's game runs. Uh, you know, once again, he came down to, uh, you know, we up 13 or 9 to start the, you know, in the third quarter. And they made some shots, man. They made some shots, hit some tough ones down the stretch, and that was it. You guys need to re-examine things offensively. You've had some long shots. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I think, uh, you know, that's just how the game goes sometimes. Obviously, if the shots don't go in, you can panic and say this and the other. And uh, I think, you know, one thing we can do is not settle for jump shots and go to the rack and, uh, you know, and, and kind of move the ball a little bit more. You guys are below the 500 mark at home now. Any kind of sense of you know why you guys are struggling a little bit? No, no. I said just thinking the last few games, guys came in and made some shots and uh, hit some tough shots down the stretch, and that's pretty much it. And uh, we have a lot more basketball to play, and um, take it from there. It, it just was one of those nights where nothing would fall, whether it be layups mid-range shot, a three-pointer, uh, even free throws. And 
I usually don't even miss free throws, so I just knew it. When those free throws weren't going in, it was just, I mean, it's 82 games. You, there's going to be nights like that. But I just I just tried to keep at it and keep shooting the shots that I was getting, and, and it opened up a little bit for me, but it was not enough. How frustrating is this to kind of, I mean, you guys live by 13 and let them come back? Very frustrating because we had the game. Uh, we was in control of the game, most of the game, and for whatever reason, we, we let up and settled for jump shots and and let them be their aggressor. And that's that was the definition of the last fourth, I mean, the fourth quarter, and that, that's how they won. They were the aggressor, and we kind of took our foot off the pedal. Any idea what's behind the, the home road team with you guys right now? Playing a lot tougher, more consistent on the road. And at home, it just like you yeah. know. I don't know either. Honestly, I mean, the, the crowd's there. They give us our energy. We just can't can't put a full 48 minutes together for some for whatever reason. But we have to figure it out. Good thing about the NBA, you gotta have a short memory, whether good or bad. We got another one tomorrow that we need to get. You guys like playing on the road with that? You know, everything against you, having that chip on your shoulder. I mean, the road is it's it's, it's good for you, just because it's you're all you got, and it's it's like you against the world, but. Like Coach always says, we we gotta protect home somehow, some way. These fans are too loyal and too good for us to be giving away games at, at the Garden. I mean, there's no excuses, so we gotta figure it out. Did that something bother you much out there? Not really. I mean, it, it's sore, but I once I got out there, I wasn't thinking about it. It just it just missed shots. Something was about the fourth quarter. They scored 33. They were grinding, and all of a sudden, fourth quarter, everything opened up. Is it the defense you guys are playing? Or? I mean, I couldn't. I gotta watch film, honestly. I, I gotta watch film to see where we messed up at. But we just miscommunication on a lot of key plays down the stretch, whether it be with Reggie Jackson or even the three that Stanley Johnson hit in the corner. Uh, we gotta be better. And if you're not better, you're gonna you're gonna take losses. Coach said, Coach said you were out physical in the fourth quarter. How do you guys improve that moving forward? Hit first. I mean, we we hit first. The the First three quarters, we, we were playing well, and, and for whatever reason, we just changed up and got nonchalant and started shooting jumpers, and that's not what we do. And it kind of trickled down to the defense as well, and they just they put their foot on the pedal and they 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 uh, sealed the deal. Is that something you can sense as it's happening? Coach said he did. I mean, as a coach, as when you're watching, I think you can, but not not like when you're out there playing. Like I said, I gotta watch film and see where it went wrong at, and then we go from there. Toward the end of last season, and even in earlier parts of the season, you guys kind of knew exactly what to expect from yourselves every night. Right now, it doesn't seem like that's the case. Is there something missing right now? Um, I'm not going to blame just one thing, but I mean, we still don't really have a rotation, like I mean, a set rotation. Not, not to blame coach or anything. I mean, I mean that might be one of the reasons, but. We can't keep blaming that. I mean, the next guy up got to be ready, whether you're playing 20 minutes or, or two minutes. Uh, that can't keep being an excuse. So I don't know the, the reason. I, I, I want to find out the reason so we can fix it and stop having these type of games. What changes would you like to see from the rotation? Uh, I don't know. I mean, a set one. Where I think guys know when they're going in or coming out. And, I mean, for the most part, I know my minutes, but I mean, it's hard for some guys. But as a professional, you gotta gotta be ready. You can't put that on coach. How does that kind of impact guys? Is that just 
Confidence thing for them? To, to um, it is. I mean, it's, it's hard when, like, inconsistent minutes give you inconsistent play. So I think that's tough for them. But, I mean, if I was in that position, I would try to figure it out and just do the best I possibly could. Can. I think it's a mental thing more than anything because you got to keep your mind right and, and stay ready. And, I mean, it's been 30-some games. And, and if this is how coach is going to coach, you got to be ready for it. And, you, and we can't put it on him. As players, we, we go out there and play. We got to. We got to do our job. Have you tried to again help coach or help guys going through that, knowing that in the past season you've kind of been in a situation where you're. Um, you're I mean, for the most part, I just try to tell guys, whatever your job is, do it at the, the highest level you possibly can to help this team and, and just stay ready. Because, like you said, I was in that position where I didn't know when I was going to the game. But I think if you have a mental mindset of just staying ready and always, always being ready to play, it, it helps out. But those times are tough, though. I'm not gonna lie as a player not knowing when you're going to go in or when your opportunity is. But if you don't take advantage of the opportunity, then he's got to look somewhere else. Win. I'd love for that to be the Boston Celtics. Uh, so no, I, I, I haven't you know, spoken uh, really about that and haven't, haven't really thought about that yet. But uh, right now it's just about continuing to be ready. And, and if, if that was talked about, that would be between you know, my agent and Celtics and other teams. At this point, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get back on the floor for the Celtics. Hopefully it'll be tomorrow night and, and, and play minutes and help us win again. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.